three, and welcome to Flip the Score. I'm Alex. I'm Andrew. I'm Josh. And tonight we have a whole cavalcade of just weird shit that's been happening in the last couple of days. Um, usually we start with the podcast talking about games we play. We'll just push that to next week since we have so many things to talk about. But the first thing we are going to talk about tonight is Call of Duty's Battle Royale Warzone. So Warzone was released yesterday while being announced on Monday out of the, the blue. Um, mm-hmm. Released free to play. It was released in uh, two separate segments. Earlier in the day, it was available for people who had Modern Warfare for the game. And then later on, for people who don't. It's a standalone Battle Royale, free to play. Um, if you have the game, it's like a 18, 20, 18 to 20 gigabyte download. And if you don't have the game, it's the entire download, which is about 101. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, isn't the reason why it's that big is because it also gives you the option to buy the rest of the game. Yeah, it basically downloads the whole game for you. So in case you're like, I want to play the whole thing, it just gives you instant access. Yeah, uh, it's you need to you need to pray to the day of the cap gods that yep. they give you mercy. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do, and I feel really bad. And that's um, uh, so my first thought is I played a little bit of I played a couple of games last night. As soon as I hopped on, it took me it took me about like you know two to five minutes to find a game. I had to keep refreshing and getting out of a lobby to start a lobby that was full because every mm-hmm. time I get into a lobby, it was like. Waiting for 45 players, waiting for 50 players, 60 players. So I just kept dropping out until I could actually get a game started. Yeah. Um, and then my first game, I, I died within you know a couple of minutes. But when we dropped, because they're squads of three, similar to Apex, when we dropped, um, this the game was really fucking laggy. Huh. Like as soon as I tried to get a gun and switch it to another gun, it was so slow and so choppy. So I ended up dying real quick, started another game. And you know how in the um, menu it has your characters walking, you know, pacing around, yeah. looking at stuff? Well, that was so choppy, too, that it was like frame by frame by frame. It was fucking hmm. goofy, yeah. Um, uh, there, was a, there was a decent amount of lag in game. Um, so I stopped playing. Then I played about 40 minutes ago, and none of those problems. I hopped in the games immediately. I didn't have to wait more than a couple of more than a minute, and I got in the game and it was smooth as hell. No lag, no nothing. So either the servers were overwhelmed at first because of how many player, people were on it, or they fixed something really fast. I didn't experience anything at all. Um, so, did you guys experience any of that? Well, so we did not have the base game before Warzone launched, so okay. we had to download the whole thing, and the servers were something wrong with xbox and i think it was probably on playstation pc also but servers are awful and it was taking us forever i started my download at when it went up at two o'clock our time and by like 10 o'clock it was only like a third of the way done oh my god <laughs> yeah so and we and i have really good internet oh yeah um, yeah, yeah for sure so it, it was taking forever so we didn't get to play any till today um and when i got in i didn't experience any lag or anything Awesome. That's good. So it, it something must have changed because it was a complete overhaul, one eighty. Yeah. Um, Do you, Josh? Did you have any problems like that? Um, not really. So same same as Andrew. I didn't play until today, and I one of the one of the problems that you had that I saw is in the in the menu before you hop into a game when it shows the characters prowling around like a creep. Um, it 
And there are certain points where, to where that was getting really choppy. But again, that's, yeah, I did notice that. That's not that doesn't really have anything to do with the gameplay, so it's not that big of a deal. And then getting into the game, uh, anecdotally, there was we were doing with our friend Dan, and he he was trying to switch a weapon, and he had he he had a scar, but he didn't want the scar, and so he's trying to switch that out. But the game would only it would only switch out his his secondary weapon. It wouldn't switch out the scar, and it was like glitching out, oh, and he was weird. getting really frustrated with it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've had anything like that, but um, like I said, the first time I played it, it just had a lot of lag in it. So, um, my first thought on the game, it's generic as shit. It is so fucking generic. All the, all the items in-game are so fucking generic. It's like... They're all they are the skins and the blueprints. I'm pretty sure for all the guns in game. Yeah. So it already has the you know attachments. Yep. So like for instance, you get a gray gun like a gray MP5, and it's just got iron sights and normal stuff. You go to green, blue, purple, orange, etc. Yeah. It's got all the rest. So that's kind of weird because most of the battle royale games I played, and I believe Blackout was the same way. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where you had to pick up attachments and you can yeah you had to pick up attachments and I would say this game is a if Apex Fortnite and Call of Duty had a threesome together and had a kid somehow yeah, sure. they all had three had one kid together yeah um, and it's you can see that in the game it has bits and pieces of each battle royale yeah and I think what you're saying about the weapons I think would be very similar if Fortnite had a campaign like Call of Duty to where they had blueprints and you were just finding the orange weapons in the game. So I okay. think it's just because that's not how it is. People see orange weapons in Fortnite and go, oh, this is unique. Whereas in Call of Duty, it's just a blueprint that you could unlock, you know, elsewhere. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it, it's very much is like Fortnite. When you kill an enemy, uh, all of their things spray out around yeah. in a circle. Yep. And actually, it's pretty cool. I like the fact that you don't have to hold down a button to get ammo. That's yeah. um, fucking great. The armor thing is kind of weird. We have to hold down Y. Well, actually, you only have to hold down Y once, and then, well, for Xbox, hold down Y once, and then let it go, and then it just put the armor in. Yeah. Kind of weird, but I like it, I think. Mm, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a unique way to put a shield on a body and a shield on a person. Um, and it's actually uh, they're really useful. Um, they really take a lot of hits until it's really chunked out until you get any damage. Yeah, it is um, interesting how, like in Blackout, they had different levels of shields. And then yeah. you would pick up the armor plates to replenish your shields. Where in this, there's just there's no shields to pick up. You just pick up the armor plates, and that you know. Um, I don't know how I feel about you know people spawning with pistols. I mean, yeah, that, that is kind of weird. Yeah. Like the whole well, I've never. I don't think there's any battle royales that have that. Yeah, not that I've seen. I just don't like it in the way that it kind of forces people will get down as fast as you can and look up in the air and try and shoot people down. Um, oh, you know, I haven't had that. I haven't had that be an issue yet, but that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, uh, and then, I mean, what other things do you not like about it? Um, well, if I if I can interject here, please. there's there's some things about that's interesting, such as I mean, let's let's mention the gulag real quick. You know, if if oh, you yeah. if you die, you get sent to a it's almost like a, a little small prison yard. 
and you're up in the top balcony area looking. Well, actually, it's a it's a um it's a map from one of the game modes called Gunfight. Okay. It's a one v one do. It's called it's a basically gulags with a shotgun. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you spawn in the balcony area looking down, and you can look at you know fights going on. When you and when it's your turn, you go down there and you spawn with. A different. You, is it randomized? Yeah, you, you can be you can be spawned with a different array of weapons. I've seen a couple mm-hmm. of different kinds of pistols, a couple of different kinds of shotguns. I don't know about assault rifles or submachine guns. I've only seen pistols and shotguns. I I've had a, a, a like an SMG okay. before, so you can really get anything. So shotguns. You have. Is there something to do with the flag in the middle? Because because yes. all so, all I've done is kill the other person. Okay, so the flag in the middle. It's it's for non ties. So, uh, pretty much, if you guys don't kill each other within the allotted amount of time, I don't remember how long that is. It's 15 uh, a flag seconds. flag will spawn. 15 yeah. seconds? Okay. And then a flag will spawn, and if you get on the flag, that's how you win the round or win whatever you're doing. And huh. then you probably go back. I, I, too, have only killed people. And it's not very... Many. Because Andrew is doing a gulag round, and he was close to the flag, and it showed a, a, a bar. There was a meter go, going yeah. up. Capture and before it got there, his... His enemy killed him. Well, of course, it happens all the time. That's basically how that goes. Um, but it's kind of cool because it, it's only up until um, that happens. Uh, the gulag only happens up until I believe like fifty or seventy. I don't know because I was in a game where there was thirty people left, and I went and I got into the gulag. Oh no! Yeah, shit. and I would say that oh. I think that is a problem with it because the gulag's fine if you get killed early around and you and you get back. Yeah, there's still a lot of area left. But if you're late game and you get in a gulag and come back, you're fucked because everyone has like late game weapons and shit, and and yeah, you just you have a pistol. Have yeah. Yep. I, I agree. I I guess I've, I never saw that. I've only been killed early game to be able to get in mm-hmm. to the gulag. So, Josh, have you had any of that late game gulag? Um. Well, I'll I'll tell you another experience <laughs> I had. So we were. It wasn't necessarily late game. It was more you know mid game. So I had yeah. I had died early on in the game, and I defeated my opponent in the Gulag, so I came back. And then we were playing, and then similar to Apex, if if a teammate dies, you can go to a little station and you can you can respawn them. And yep. apparently there is no limit to how many times you can respawn somebody, because oh no shit I I so here's here's my game I died uh, I died went to the Gulag came back, I died a teammate respawned me. I died again. A teammate respawned me again, and I had a fourth chance, and then and then I died again. And if if someone if uh, if my if remaining teammate would have had enough money, I could have been respawned for a fifth time. See, Damn, I don't know what? though, because it, it might be a teammate can only revive a specific teammate one time. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe that might be how it is. Yeah, there could be more limitations that we just haven't come across yet. But I mean, I had I had four chances, and I was I was very surprised because, you know, I I I really figured being respawned by the one twice being respawned would have you know would have been a cap on it, like maybe one cap of one. But apparently, you know, it's it's so it seems that you can be respawned as many times as your teammates have money. That's okay. That's a weird concept, but it would. It's kind of a cool. It's kind of unique. Uh, you know what? I don't hate that. I don't hate and, that at all. That yeah. sounds actually really interesting and a good like strategy. I definitely praise Infinity Ward for trying, you know, different things when it comes to Battle Royale, trying to inj- inject yeah. new ideas. I don't know if they're landing all of them, but it's. I mean, they're you know at least they're trying a different take on it. 
Yeah, because yep. like um, at the end of the day, I don't like the gulag. You know, especially when it's like if your whole team dies and then two of your teammates don't get out of the gulag, then you're sent back into the game by yourself and your teammates have to sit there and watch you. So I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I'm also not a huge fan of how when you die in the gulag, it counts as a second death and the soul goes against your KD. Oh, yeah. really? Um, on the flip side, though, if you get a kill in the gulag, it does count as a kill. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, no, it's so, I mean, yeah, but... there's things I like about it. I mean, it's Call of Duty. It's excellent gunplay. Um, yeah. I didn't play multiplayer at all on it, so I'm still getting used to, like, what guns are good or not. Um, but uh, so far, I, I give it, like, a C. Okay, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm there with you because my complaints are basically... Um, Apex had the good thing where when you were playing by yourself, no headset with a squad of people, of random people, it was a lot easier to communicate than it is in this game. Like I keep getting down and spamming the down button and no one ever comes to me. Yeah. And I, and when I'm, when I'm out, I try to like, I spam the green box. No one. I mean, there is a ping system in this. So, I mean, and I don't like, I don't like where it's placed. I don't like it's placed on the top of the fucking D. Yeah. But I think when you get into it, I don't necessarily, I mean, I like where it is in Apex. However, in Apex, that gets rid of the right bumper is your grenade. So you have to press right on the D-pad to get the grenade. Which I think that's kind of, you know, I don't like that. Um, yeah, okay. And I think we are trying to compare this to Battle Royales that have been out for a while that have, you know, made changes to it. So obviously, I mean, Apex wasn't as good as it is now when it first launched either. <coughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you are right. Um, this, I mean, it, it's day two of yeah. the game. We don't, I mean, it, and it's, uh, it looks like it's, I haven't really seen a lot of people yeah. talk about it. I haven't seen anybody really say anything bad or the, good The thing it, that so. I hope for, and that I don't know if it's going to happen, is that the thing with Apex and, you know, any of the other ones, PUBG, Fortnite, whatever, they have all been out there and they've all had their time to make their own imprint on the Battle Royale space. And with this one coming out like about six months into after Bonnet Warfare launched, when a new Call of Duty launches later this year, are they again going to scrap this and just go, okay, maybe we'll release another one, maybe we won't? Because with Blackout, I was a big fan of Blackout, but as soon as Modern Warfare came out, everyone was like, fuck Black Blops 4. We're, you know, we're not yep. going to play it anymore. So only the like yeah. hardcore players are still playing that game. And so. I just, since this is free to play, I'm hoping that means that they might, you know, try to keep this one going. But they're switching developers back to, you know, I mean, the rumor is that they're going back to uh, Treyarch this fall for Black Ops 5 or whatever Black Ops they're going to do. So are they going to scrap this one and go back to Blackout? Like, Blackout? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, you know, that is that is something to consider. Um, it's the life, the life expectancy. Of most of these battle royales are years at yeah. this point, so I mean, how much tweaking would they have? I mean, how much tweaking could they do if they make a new game? So they scrap this battle royale, yeah. they start another battle. What? 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 What's the next? I'm not sure because you if know, you think about it, I think this game is a marked change from Blackout. Oh, yeah, absolutely. and and those are two Call of Duty Blackout or Call of Duty Battle Royale games, just from two different. Activision publisher or uh, developers, 
So, so it is entirely. So I, I, I'm not sure. And I mean, I think the the other way. Sorry, Josh. The other way to look at it is all the people have spent all that money in blackout, unlocking skins. You know, any kind of you know weapon skins, what have you, spending real world money on it. And then as soon as Modern Warfare comes out, everyone just stops playing that game. It's kind of shitty to think that all that money just goes to waste because it's not like they transfer over to a new Battle Royale game. Like Apex, they're in like season four or five now, whatever it is. Everything you unlocked in season one is still there. You didn't have to like go play a new game and all that shit didn't come with you. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what the seasons are gonna be like in this game. Because like you said, it, it's March, you know, it's March eleventh. Yeah. It's that game is probably coming out in what? Fucking eight minutes. Eight months, nine months, right? I mean, if, the, I mean their last do, two you know Call of Duty has come out in October. So Okay, yeah. let's do seven months. So how many seasons can you put in seven months? I mean, normally they do like one four. because seasons go by battle passes and that usually lasts about three months. Yeah. So two more seasons. Yeah, so they – two more seasons, of, that's – But – I don't know. That's, how, how do you justify that next year? How do you justify going, oh, yeah, I want to buy – I want to try the next Call of Duty Battle Royale. When in my eyes, if it's two, if it's two months – of seasonal passes for this game. To me, that's not enough content well, for me to enjoy. Th- this is what I hope for, and that it was supposed to be Sledgehammer's turn for making this game. And instead, Activision said, okay, you know what? You're not going to make games anymore. You're going to become a support studio for uh, Treyarch and Infinity Ward. And so Treyarch is only getting two years to make a new game instead of three. So what I'm hoping for is they just released a new game with their campaign and multiplayer, and then Activision goes, this Battle Royale is Call of Duty Battle Royale. So that'll, you know, you can play that within the game. There'll be new shit that goes into it, you and unlock or whatever, but it'll still be the same Battle Royale game. That would be awesome. That that would be, to me, the ideal situation. Josh, do you have any, uh, you got well, any insight on this? I think, Activision, I think Activision has opened a door for a lot of people when it comes to something that's free to play. Now... Is that a door that Activision you know wanted to open? I don't know, but I feel like once they open that door, they can't close it again. And so, you know, this, you know, a lot of people have concerns that the next Call of Duty could have another battle royale to replace Warzone. And I, it could be possible. It could be that this Warzone is Infinity Wars Wars take on battle royale, and then for the next Treyarch Call of Duty, they could have Blackout Two. But but the thing is though is that if if they do have Blackout Two, it has to be free to play. It, it can it. Oh, absolutely! After this, you cannot you cannot charge anybody. After doing this, you cannot charge anyone for another battle royale. If you do, to me, you're going to lose more respect than you already have. And then you know we'll see. You know when the next Call of Duty comes out, there's going to be the hard the hardcore Call of Duty players who go. No matter what it is, yep. I'm buying a new Call of Duty. But how how many players are going to go? You know, what? I'm going to stick with what's, with what's free to play. I don't want to spend more money on an, on another Call of Duty. A lot. a lot. I know a lot of I know a lot of gamers who are the budget type of gamers. So they are the ones who have the Xbox Lives specifically for Game Pass and for the free to play games. I mean, you have to have an Xbox Live for that. That's another conversation for another day. But I know a lot of people who just spend their time playing the, play, the free to play games because they get enjoyment out of it and they are on budgets and they like the game. But these free-to-play games give them enough content. So 
to me, I, I, I'm in the exact same boat. If I was, if I was anybody, and I wasn't a hardcore Call of Duty fan, I would look at Warzone, look at the next Battle Royale, and go, "I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for this. I'll pay the free ninety free so, for yeah. this one." It uh, it has been. It's been. How long has it been since Blackout <coughs> came out? Was Blackout was Blackout uh, October was well was it uh, was it out on launch when it came out in 2018? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think so, oh, wait, right? That was it 2018? Right? Because yes, it's 2018. Because I, I have I have a, the yeah. uh, one of the. Um, I thought yeah, I do. Um, I thought the no, because Modern War... Warfare no World War Two was uh, before Black Ops Four. Okay, all right. Yeah. So Black Blops Four came out in 2018. So it's and then yep. Warzone just came out. So it's been around 17. No, it's been around uh, twenty nine months, give or take, since. No, you're doing oh, math wrong. Yeah, my math is wrong. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! What it's the been, fuck? It's been around seventeen months, give or take, since. Yeah, probably about yeah. that. Yeah. So you know if if there's not a new battle royale for the next Call of Duty, the Call of Duty after that, who knows? You know. See, I I don't know though because this is what I'm saying. If I'm Treyarch. They had to cancel their last campaign because it it wasn't they didn't they said they didn't have enough time to finish it, and then they were given by Activision they said hey this this battle royale thing is you know starting to heat up we need one in this game so they put one in but when it came out it was fucking half baked baked it didn't have shit in it and it took a couple of months before Blackout actually got up to about what other ones were doing, and so. By saying, well, instead of three years, uh, now you got two years to make your game, and plus you got to have to make another new Battle Royale game. I just don't see it. That okay? Yeah, that that's that's yeah. a real good way to look at it. Like that does seem like a lot, a very little. Yeah, and I just don't think Activision would release something. Obviously, I can see them releasing a game and then twelve months later saying, "Here's a new game, play that." I can't see them releasing something then six months later going, okay, fuck, we're done with that. Here's the next thing. That would be such bad, bad brand management if they even tried to do I think that. Another, another thing that, you know, to think about is we have new consoles coming out at the end of the year. How is Warzone going to evolve with, with the new consoles? Is it going to be, you know, it, it's obviously going to be backwards compatible, but is there going to be a next-gen PS5 version of Warzone or... Are are they going to port it, so. or will it just be playable if, through backwards compatibility? If this is going to move on and be like the the de facto battle royale for the next game and maybe even further, then yeah, I think it'll be you know just like Siege, and they'll have their PS5 version that has crossplay with PS4 and Xbox mm-hmm. or whatever. Actually, that's a that's a that's a good uh, that's a good point. Uh, Siege is actually a really good example of a game that's been out for five years. Give or take, probably a little longer, um, and it's still going, and they're still yeah. adding things. So maybe, maybe Activision is starting to realize that they need to have a live, quote unquote, live game going for. Maybe I think it's just more that they're looking at all the people playing Apex and PUBG and Fortnite, and them saying, "How can we get a slice of that pie?" Obviously, the answer isn't to charge sixty dollars; it's free to play. True. Very true. Josh, you got any more comments about this? I just wonder if we're going to get a comment from Activision on if they're going to end support for Blackout anytime soon. 
because I mean, there's still, I'm sure there's still players who have spent money in blackout and they don't want to migrate yet. And you know, what's, what's going to happen with that? I, I think the thing with that is normally I would say no, because you're always going to have that core group of play, people want to play multiplayer, but with a battle royale game and it's 100 player base that has to get in the game. That's a lot of people that have to maintain, you know, and say, well, we need this many people to still be able to play. So I don't know. Good point. No, that's a, I was good actually point. thinking about, you know, how funny it is, how, how, I don't remember, I don't remember how many years ago it was, uh, 20, 2007 maybe, when the PS3 exclusive mag came out. It was like, man, that game was ahead of its time. All these massive, you know, multiple, multiplayer yeah. battles. I, I, you know what, just, just real quick. I remember, um, God, I walked into a GameStop once. And somebody was just like overhyping that game. Like, yeah, there's a hundred players. It's crazy. You can play so many. Blah 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 blah. And then like, I think it was. I think it was. Like, it was like, two wasn't two hundred <laughs> players. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a lot. It was more than it was more than like we ever have seen in a game. It was just yeah. But the thing with that, it, it can't compare. I mean, they were ahead of their time, but it was so. What's the word? Like ancient compared to what is today, and the way that. There wasn't just like oh. weapons you could find on the ground. It's just like you spawn with like your group <laughs> with your team, and there's just battles going on everywhere, and it was just hard to figure out what was going on anywhere. So, it uh, real so, quick, um, Mag had a, a two hundred fifty six players, but it okay, wasn't well. it wasn't it wasn't all at what? one point. So they had different smaller games to where people would play and they would end up somehow they would qualify to get into the 256 player game. Huh? So, and then the 256 players, it was users divided into eight player squads with four squads forming a platoon. So 32 players per platoon and four platoons forming a company. Um, yeah, it, it's, it was definitely complicated, but yeah very mad okay um so josh they're making the last of us and it's on hbo does this mean it's actually coming yes yeah yeah i think so too this is nuts so according to hollywood reporter the series will focus on the events of the first game um though there is a possibility of additional content based on the forthcoming uh sequel um, let me see. Uh, yeah, Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions, Carolyn Strauss, former president of HBO, and Evan Wells, president of Naughty Dog, will be producers. Um, so the Naughty Dog thing is very interesting. So that basically guarantees that it's going to be, by the book, what Naughty Dog wants from their universe, from their point of view, and from their character. So I think that is very important. And it's HBO, and HBO is very good at getting things on the air because, well, it's not a movie. You don't have to put it on one screen. You can put it on many screens with HBO. So I'm very excited. Do you guys know if there's a No, they have not said a release date. Uh, I think it'll be next year. Because, yeah, I think... For sure, it's not coming. Because this wasn't just HBO woke up one morning and was like, you know what, I think we're going to do a Last of Us TV show. Like, this is something that's been in the oven for a little while and they've got all the details down and they're starting to, like, call actors and actresses and shit now to try and get that shit nailed down. Yeah, 
my uh, my biggest concern is that because of what's going on with the coronavirus, uh, pre-production of this could be delayed, and it it might not come out next year. It could be twenty twenty two. Um, and also, you know, we haven't heard of Ladder script yet, and if they do have a script, they probably wouldn't tell us yet. And then, you know, also casting yeah. is, you know, a big deal because I feel like, especially with Neil Druckmann involved, he's gonna want. And uh, they're they're gonna want to find two people who are as faithful as possible to what the game was. And yep, I do you guys okay? So have you guys seen Chernobyl? Because I all I've heard is as soon as this was announced, the name Craig Mazin or Mazin, however you say it, like everybody was talking that guy up. Like sure, apparently Chernobyl. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen a couple episodes of it. What? Yeah, it's basically just a dramatic uh, retelling, I guess, of the events that happened in Chernobyl from a, I would say, American viewpoint. (laughs) This is definitely not, I mean, when it came out, Russia kind of blasted a show being like, well, this is not what we think actually happened. And America was like, well, this is what we think happened. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was a very well acted show. Um, very like horrific just knowing that this shit or something similar to it actually happened. Um, and I think he's a very good choice to helm this TV show. Do you guys, um, who are your picks to play Joel and Ellie? I don't have any because I don't really know a lot of actors and actresses, so I couldn't tell you, but I know you two, I know a lot, yeah. You know, everyone's throwing Hugh Jackman out there. But no, no. he is I mean, the exact age of what Joel is probably about in Last of Us. He's on the Kotaku article. There's an image from uh-huh. from the Last of Us, like a still shot. Yeah, I could see it. Like, yeah, I could see it. I could see Hugh Jackman being him because they are they do kind of look similar. Yeah, they are a little bit. I don't know. Hugh but seems a little older I think he's too big of a name. Or... Um. Yeah, has he ever been in a in a, in a TV show before? Uh, I don't know, movie? but here's the thing though: HBO transcends TV, and you know they can. If oh. anyone was was to get a big star, it would you know they could do it. However, my dark horse pick is: Did you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, okay, well, no, my no, dark no. horse pick is uh, Nicolaj Coaster Waldo, that uh. What the fuck? Jamie in Who'd he play? Game of Thrones. Jamie Lannister. Because I'm not about well, the fucking look up the look up his picture. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep, I did. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Make him grow yeah. a beard, give him some salt and pepper hair. Pick. Yeah, I can see. It. And he's That's already bad, and he's That's already, you know, known exactly, yeah. And an HBO. Yeah, you're right. That might actually be the pick because that makes a ton of sense. He's already in HBO, and I'm sure they could cast Ellie from somebody from HBO. My, too. Uh, well, r- so who do you guys think? My, my pick. Who's yours? I think Joe Meganella would be a great pick for it. Joe, Joe Mega. Who, um, who does he I don't really know any big roles. He, he actually played in another HBO show. Too, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I uh, yeah, True Blood. Okay, so yeah, I, okay, this is good. He's already got. Yeah. The I, he's already got I the think salt he's. And I think he's too jacked. He's jacked as fuck. That's cool. 
Yeah. I, I just looked at this picture. Holy <laughs> fuck, this dude looks like The Rock. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe, dude. Just maybe. But I, you can always... Yeah. Whatever. That's not a bad pick. Uh, who do you guys got for... That L? one's a little bit tougher. Especially since I don't yeah. know... I'm I don't know many young female actors by name. Um, it's no, oh, man, you know Andrew Andrew has a decent pick. Um, Ooh. well, we were saying uh, Caitlin Dever, uh, she, she around you know the right age, and then who is the other one? I said Josh. Well, real quick. Say a couple of things she's been in. Uh, she's been oh, in. Yeah, Le- she was in Justified when she was a little bit younger, and she's uh, was in Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. She might be a little too old though. She's twenty three, but again, that I mean that doesn't actually matter. So, who's your other pick? Who is the other one? I said Josh. Um, did you say uh, Maisie Williams? Oh yeah, Maisie Williams. Ooh, I let me. I I think I know who that is. Can you just give me one second. Yeah, yeah, I think I know who this is. That's who I think it is. It might actually be the pick. I the thing is with her. Okay. I don't think yep, it can be yep. her because I think people, unlike the guy who played Jamie, I think people know her too much from Game of Thrones as Arya. Okay, hold on. Let me just throw this out to you. Who the fuck do you know Vin Diesel as? Because he's been a million goddamn people. Who I mean, Vin Diesel is mostly as? Dom. Yeah. Dom. Okay. It, <laughs> Fuck, that didn't work he's out either, I it was, but yeah, He's either Dom or he's, uh, he's the badass guy from Pitch Black. <clears throat> or he's fucking Xander Cage from Triple X. Because that movie is fucking awful. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that would actually matter if they put her in something. Because like, Fucking Millie yeah. Bobby Brown is going to be in something. Finn Wolf. The, we only know the other kids name I have for um, Ellie is Sophia Lillis. I think she could pull it off. And she played uh, the young. Yeah, Sophia Lillis. Lillis. Sorry, not Lillis. Uh, and she played a younger Beverly Marsh in It. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. That wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah, she's she, that actually might be a better pick because she's a much younger. But those are actually pretty good. Um, so do you guys? When do you guys think this is released? We all think it releases next year. I'm like, going end of the year, it? probably October. Yeah, November. you know, I don't really, I don't really know yep. too much um, about production well, on TV shows to even to really have an educated guess. But I mean, I would also, I guess, hope for maybe the end of the year. I think you know a great time frame would be toward the end of October when you know it's. You know, Halloween fest and you know, spooky yeah. times. Yep. Um, the other name for Joel, uh, and I know that he wouldn't do this because he's on Walking Dead right now, but as Jeffrey Dean Morgan, is I think he would play a good Joel. I'd, yeah. I, I do think is he's Jeffrey too Dean old, Morgan? though. What, uh, what about Andrew Lincoln? Is I think he's too skinny. No? Oh, Ooh, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan would make. Oh, he's John... yeah. I didn't know he was John Winchester. Huh. I mean, he's Weird. only two years older than Hugh uh... Jackman. He he definitely looked older, though, in my yeah. opinion. Also, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So so how you know um, Neil Druckmann said that you know it's gonna the game's gonna be fa- 
the show's gonna be faithful to the game. How faithful do you do you think it's gonna be? You think it's gonna be beat by beat, or do you think they're gonna take some creative liberties with it? I think some creative liberties because isn't the first like hour of that game where you're at an outpost? No, the first hour is, is right when the outbreak starts, and he's with his daughter who dies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And the car. Yep, yep, yep. And then, and well, then it goes the next twenty scene years outpost, right? later in the future. Yeah. Yep. I wonder oh, if I wonder years? if they're gonna that. do huh. the story beat to where his daughter is, you know, is murdered by a, 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 a you know, army soldier. I, because to me, listen, they have to because I mean, that is what sets up his relationship with Ellie. I just I don't know if if it yeah, might be exactly. too heavy, if. If and I and I know no, I know it's HBO. Perfect. Yeah, I know it's HBO. <laughs> you want to get people another thing is that, that anybody who's played Last of Us, and when they start watching the show, they're gonna know what's gonna happen. So I feel like they might try to subvert some people's expectations. I don't know. I've seen complaints of people saying that they don't want Joel and Ellie to be in this because they've already seen their story. But think of all the millions of people that haven't played the game that haven't seen that story. Yeah, exactly. There's more people that haven't played the game than have played the game. And, and if, again, if you, you have to have his daughter dying because that, you, like yeah. you said, sets up how he is with Ellie. And I think right there, that would get people invested. Like, dude, how is this guy going to yeah, get out exactly. of this? Like, he is broken. He lost everything. Like, what is this guy going to do next? And to me, um, this game is going to, or I mean, sorry, this production in this TV show seems like it might have the same energy and. Uh, nuance to it that The well, Walking Dead does. Maybe what The Walking the Dead Walking did. Dead <laughs> I don't Very, know if it really like, has it anymore. Well, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> I haven't watched The Walking Dead in like seven yeah. years. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Is everyone dead yet? Uh, I think Carol and Daryl are, are, the, are the only characters left from season one. <sighs> yeah. Whatever. But like, but in the early versions of the Walking Dead TV series, it felt really barren and it felt yeah. like it was desolate and lost. And I think that if you put that behind an emotional story, I think you would probably hit a bigger audience that want to see the continuation of Holly's series. But you also have to intro- you also have to somehow introduce Ellie within the first couple episodes in order for them. to Yeah, and I think probably get they just need to find an actor and actress who have a really great rapport together because Troy Baker and um, who, Josh, do you remember her name? Yeah, who, who, who does play? Who plays Ellie in The Last of Us? Um, it who, is, who does the voice? Uh, Ashley Johnson. Uh, that's right, Ashley Johnson. They have such what? a good rapport together that they just know, because I've, you know, I watch retro replays sometimes that has Nolan North and Troy Baker on it. And this just a show on YouTube oh, where they play games and shit, and like, yeah, check it out. What? Um, yeah, retro replay. Okay. Yeah, a free plug for you guys. Uh, <laughs> like they're oh. even listening. Um, so, like, they've talked before, and Troy Baker said that a lot of shit that, like, when you see Ellie just like doing her whole little whistling, or when she's singing, or some shit she says, that's all improv by Ashley Johnson. That she just adds to the role. And so they need someone that just has, you know, yeah, a rapport with each other to where you feel that, like, that, that childlike, you know, 
the way she is and and him being his whole like you know gruff old self that has basically shut himself off to feeling anything for anyone and that found this girl again so you need you know something like that that you feel that I um I've got you know speaking of some other characters from the game I've got some great picks that you know I've been thinking about it for the past couple of days and you know for Tess because if they have Tess in the game you know and if they do they could really kind of flesh out her and Joel's relationship in the early episodes uh bef- you know and she does in the game she does eventually die but you know and she's busy she's busy with the Matrix but I think Carrie Ann Moss would do a great job as Tess. Yeah, might be too old. Um, um, I think um, I think Charlie Hunam would be great for, as Tommy. Okay. Mm, okay. I don't know. Just Tommy didn't really have a Charlie Hunnam look, look to me. What about um, Marlene? Actually, you know what? I totally forgot yeah. who the Fireflies were. That might, I mean, that's going to be really Marlene cool uh, from what Walking Dead, uh, Sonequa Martin-Green. She'd be good, yeah. She'd be a good pick. Okay, that's... She also plays the uh, Star she Trek. She plays the... Well, who does she play um, in Walking Dead? I can't think of her name. I don't know uh, either. It's she's... been a few seasons since she was killed off. <laughs> Michonne? It's not Michonne, is it? I don't know. I don't fucking know who she is. I look well, again. I don't. And then shit about for uh, for Bill, just get the damn actor who portrayed him. They did, uh, they did motion capture, and they made the character look just like the actor. And I don't remember the name right now, but he's a great actor. And the game is yeah. And the is game's name is Bill, but yeah, I don't Bill? remember the actor's name. Oh, this is a crappy internet. Anyways, so um, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, they might want to spread out because they might want to do the whole game in season one. But the thing with HBO is HBO isn't a channel that does like, well, here's twenty-two episodes in a season. They do like, here's eight to ten episodes. Um, yeah. And they do that so they don't have like a bunch of filler episodes, um, and so sure. I don't know. Maybe I could see them spreading out the game into like one, two, three seasons. And I mean, obviously, the second game's coming out, so that you know just gives them even more writing material if they ever want to move into the second game. Well, they could also they could also do when the second game releases. They could also do uh, between the time of the end of the Last of Us. 1 yeah, and I, I think what I want to see is show some some more character backstory. Is yep, like yeah, Flash because really cool like and really helpful. We don't really know and now. Obviously, there was the left there was the left behind prequel DLC that showed kind of what. Ellie's life was like b- before she met Joel. But other than that, we don't know much about Ellie at all. Now, maybe we're going to learn more in the second game if her mother is indeed in it. Um, like some people think she is. And and we don't really know much about Joel, what happened with him between when his daughter died and then 
when we see him 20 years later. Yeah, so there is there's a ton they could do with this. Um but this this should go on. Yeah, and the season. good thing is with since it's on HBO, I'm expecting incredible uh costume and uh like makeup work on the clickers. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm because really they did really good with the White Walkers and Game of Thrones. I really should yeah, watch it's Game good. of Thrones at one point. I just never really got into it. Josh, you have no, you have no opinion. Josh, like, oh, don't interject okay. here. The first... Hey, I respect, I respect Game of Thrones. You know, it has a lot of fans, and I, there's not nothing bad, I, nothing bad I can say about the costume and design work. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, uh, what's that? You guys have heard of GameStop, right? Really, that uh, sounds it's a super place popular. For stopping on the games. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 you know what? You know what? Let me take you back to a time called 1990. Yes, it was very popular. Now it's not doing too well. But guess what, everybody? Reggie's here to save the day. And his uh, two sidekick friends as well. So he's on the board of directors for GameStop after recently retiring from Nintendo. Are you, are you talking about Reggie Bush? Are you talking about Reggie? Are you talking about Reggie Jackson? No, I'm not. I'm talking about Reggie. <laughs> oh, Reggie Fizame. Fizame. Reggie Fizame. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. It might as well be Reggie Jackson. No, Reggie Fizame, the man who made yeah, the you know, pizza. When pizza Josh told me that, because uh, I didn't see the, wanna... the headline and he told me about it, I was like, didn't he used to work for GameStop? And I was like, all right, no, that was Pizza Hut he worked for. Yeah, the Bigfoot pizza, which again, way before my time, but it sounds fucking fantastic. So he's going to join the board of directors along with Bill Simon and J.K. Samasik. I don't know. S-Y-M-A-N-C-Y-K. Simon has worked 30 years in various executive roles in the retail industry, and J.K. is the president and chief executive of PetSmart. Uh, I know that PetSmart was doing pretty bad, and supposedly this guy came on and helped fix it. So my, my assumption is these three men were brought on to try to right the ship of GameStop's very quickly yeah. sinking. Uh, so vessel. Reggie was with Nintendo from 2006. Well, at least he was president oh, of shit. North America division of Nintendo from 2006 <laughs> to 2019. Uh, I don't know how long he was with Nintendo. Though. I'm sure it says on here he, somewhere, uh, though. He joined Nintendo in 2003. 2003, okay. And so, at least when he was president, he oversaw pretty much the launch of Wii, which was great. And then he oversaw the Wii U, which was shit. And then he, you know, was over the launch of Switch. 3DS also, which obviously did, came out of the door and tripped and fell in its face and then got back up and started running. Um <laughs> So, <laughs> is this the man, right man for the job? I don't know. This is the right man for the job if you want to put someone on stage. He has a, a, an incredible stage presence. And he can. Oh, he's a great speaker. And yeah, like I said, he obviously <laughs> was a big part of good things with Nintendo. And also a big part of things that probably weren't so great with Nintendo. Yeah. So, uh, you know where else he's worked? Let me tell you. Procter & Gamble. Pizza Hut, Guinness, 
Derby Cycle, Panda Express, and my ver- my personal favorite, BH1. And he worked at Cornell for a year. Sure, okay. Because he went to Cornell, I guess. Um, so basically what I think this is this is is our last ditch effort to just try and try and just become relevant again. So like some of these game yeah. stops that I've read are becoming like hangout destinations for people to go play their go hang out with their friends and just talk games. And those sound really cool. Mm-hmm. I actually I would love to go to one of those. I am a big fan of that. My personal hope is the one that we have here in town does not change ever. I love Andy. Yeah, he's Andy, cool Andy guy. I hope you're listening to this. Andy is fucking fantastic. I love that store. Uh, I've been we've been going there for years. Uh, I used to know everyone who used to work there. I've hung out with them. They're all great people. Um, I like what they. I like the atmosphere of most games. But here's and the I like thing. They still here's it, here's but the thing though. Like Andy's a great guy, day, but it doesn't mean GameStop's a great place. And so oh, I would no. say that and the one GameStop here where we live, filthy, filthy I hope does change. But I just hope that Andy stays on as manager. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, absolutely would happen. But I, I hope that at least they do still keep some yeah. sort of sense, of sense of buying video games. As much as people don't buy physical games, I still love going and looking at cases of games and looking at all the back art, looking at all the you know, all the weird old shit that they have, all the old yeah. games that you haven't seen in a while, the Xbox 360 or PS3, whatever. Yeah. I like that I, stuff. I, to me, that's nostalgic and that's just interesting. But I also wish there yeah, were more. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how they fix it. Because if it was an easy answer, they would have done it by now. Because with... I don't know. Like, it, yeah. It, GameStop has to become a brand at this point. Now, exactly. Because with everything it, it going has digital, to become GameStop, the brand, you know hard because when you walk in one problem is you know josh and i are collectors when we walk in there like for example they're doing a buy two get two free on ps3 games right now and vita and wii u and we you know whatever and when we go in there 80 percent of the cases don't have their original case and I think oh, that, no, is, that is oh, it's a big deal for collectors because I'm not going to buy a game until they have its original case. Maybe for a cartridge game, like a oh, like a 3ds game or a Vita game, so I, I would do it. But with a CD based game, I'm I'm not doing it. And so I think that if they want to go more toward the collectors mentality, obviously some of these shops are going to start having more retro games popping up in there. Um, that's where I've read is that, so. you know, they're going to have a glass case full of like a bunch of old retro games. Um, I assume those are probably more the cartridge based ones. And then maybe elsewhere in the store, you'll have other retro disc based cases that you can look through, but that's just a problem. And, and like, we told them that like, I have no problem buying a cartridge based game on gamestop.com. I will never buy a disc based one. Cause there's a one in 10 chance you're going to get the actual case. Yep, I've ordered exactly yeah. two games on GameStop.com, and one of them did not have a case. So your fucking theory is true. Um, yeah. Do you think well, they'll start they, selling retro they, consoles, or consoles too? Yeah. Well, they do, but they they only do it online. I'm you know, my my thing is that if if you're gonna start selling retro consoles, like let's let's take for example, GameStop is gonna start accepting retro consoles as you know as trade in, you know, money as trade in barter. The thing is, is that you're going to need employees who 
are knowledgeable about all these old consoles and how they work, uh, what what could possibly be wrong with them, because, you know, unfortunately, GameStop has a bad reputation of being a dumping ground for consoles that do not work. <laughs> you laugh. Yep. You laugh like yes, you dumped you are... a console off there that doesn't work. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty as fucking charged. <laughs> Because I'm the one who fucking gave it to him. Not the local one, I promise you, but I've been to like ones that have been uh-huh. in other towns. Oh, and, it doesn't work, I'll sell it to him. And the thing is, is that yeah, you know, the they're, not, they're not going to get in the business of refurbishing <laughs> old consoles because that can get expensive because a lot of old parts are not made anymore. Oh, absolutely. And, and if they do, if so, they do, you can find them online. For yeah, way I don't more see them getting into the business of refurbishing old consoles to sell them. They're going to want to get consoles that work, and you're going to need people who are knowledgeable and know the ins and outs of those consoles. And there are, you know, there are a lot of older consoles and a lot of problems that could happen with them. That well, that'll be cool though. So, so like that might actually open up a new job opportunity for people. So people who Knowledge is mostly retro old console consoles. They can go there I mean, and start working. Like, are hey, you saying that to work at GameStop, you like, should have a, cool. the, a prerequisite? Should it be a knowledge in video games? <laughs> I mean, I mean, let, let me let me just throw this out there. Yeah, most of the time, and I'll be honest, most people that I've met at a GameStop that work there know what they're talking yep. about. But sometimes, oh boy, how did you get this job, sir? Because I don't know if you know what you're doing. But see, Josh is someone that trying, will walk like into like a display play and ask them if they have any of any games from this obscure system from 20 years ago. And when they go, what's that? He goes, you don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't know what a second <laughs> like, you know, is. When I go what in there the and I ask them if they have any Atari 7800 yeah. games and, and – and, <laughs> And and they go well. We have twenty six hundred oh, games. Yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. It's like wait. It's like wait. You Can't don't know what a wondrous one is. Like, I come on. Why are you even working jumper. here? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not into <laughs> Japanese consoles. I know. No, and I'm. No, I do have a Japanese Neo Geo pocket color, well. but. Oh shit! I'm sure they have tons of games for that. I need to go to a disc replay. I need, I would love to start retro collecting consoles, mostly because I yeah. would love you know to what? play some of you that You know what we should do um, later this year um, if they still have it, because at this hmm. point, public gatherings, who, know, who knows what the fuck is going on. But last year, me and Andrew went to Villa Park, which is right? a little bit up north, and they had a retro video game, um, like, I guess, expo. And I don't, do you remember what it was called, Andrew? Oh, cool. Uh, I do not. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd have to look Is up the name. Is it a yearly thing, I'm it assuming? Was, it was really cool. Oh, and they sweet. had probably around maybe 50 tables um, of people just, you know, selling their wares. So. But yeah, I mean, if. That's uh, kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. If, I hope they, know, that'd be sweet. If they're going to do it this year, you know, we, we should go and check it out. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be something we could totally do. Well, speaking of large public yeah, well, gatherings, can I part just of our real quick put a pin in this GameStop thing? A big part of our childhood. Died. 
<laughs> you cannot do that. You can't um, do that. <laughs> I think a problem with GameStop <laughs> is I don't think there's anything necessarily inherently wrong with GameStop. I think it might just be something with games by themselves. And that if you look at movies, if I was to show you a great movie that came out in 1980, won the Academy Award, whatever, and was a great movie, and you watch it today, you'd most likely go, it's a very good movie. I think the problem with games is that most people don't want to look back and go play older games like they have no problem going and watching an older movie. And I think that's inherently a problem with GameStop is that I don't think they can figure out a solution to that problem. Agreed. And I think, and I think if, if make, making specific stories, it helps, but retro collecting is still very niche and that sure Josh and I would like it and you would like it, but is just a normal Call of Duty Madden player going to go in there and care about that? And you need you need point. the space That's to have point. to have games. Uh, if you you know if you if you live in a small house, if you have a spouse who doesn't want that in their living room, doesn't want that in their in their bedroom, if you have if you just if you just don't want to take out the space yourself, then the retro gaming probably isn't going to be for you. That's very true. But let's what move died on. today? Or Let's recently, talk about part of our childhood today. It died today. E three is canceled for twenty twenty, and we'll I don't see. think it's coming back, guys. I really don't. I think we, I think, I think we saw the end of D three. There were so many rumors and talk about, you know, about it not coming back, about people just not showing up and it not being something they enjoyed, and you know, developers pulling out left and right. Prior to coronavirus, but Alex, they had so many activations this year. Out. And and <laughs> no, that was their term. Whenever well, were the influencers the, again this year? E, uh, the ESA was like, "Well, we're going to have many great activations at this year's E3," and they, everyone was like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" <laughs> but <laughs> but, but also the FOMO. Robot? They what wanted to have mean, FOMO. Dude? Yeah. God, how fucking hard was the ESA trying to push this fucking weird but, ass tween bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> like, give me, don't I mean, it's probably going to be real popular. For people like people me like you and crap, Josh, like, I don't think much is going to change. Like, Microsoft and Ubisoft both already said they're going to hold online, like, you know, presentations, which I assume it's going to. Yeah, so I assume it's going to be Microsoft you press conference. Imagine the rest of them are probably going to be the, the same, same thing, thing, just without a crowd. They're watching it, so I, I think that the, the issue more is well, that all true. the people yeah. that go to E3 and you know meet new publishers and meet new developers and make deals, they aren't going to be able to do that. And you know, big publishers, Activision, EA, what have you, they're going to be fine. I think it's the the indie games, some of them that aren't going to be able to go out and meet people and they might not have money to continue making games after, you know, this year. And how the fuck are we now going to listen to Jeff Gersman be drunk? And yeah. Talk to people I mean, who knows? Couch? Maybe those, that makes me really sad. 
those are those are some yeah. of my favorite things is listening to the to the games industry people go there and interview people and talk to people because I like some of my favorite podcasts I listen to and content that I listen yeah, to. Yeah, my favorite interview was game when develop, like game uh, Jeff Kirschhorn had Phil Spencer on and like, he would just I ask him all stuff. these questions that no one else is asking. Oh Xbox. yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he would answer them 100% truthfully. I that was that's fantastic. Um, so what do you guys think is going to happen so far as do you guys think that maybe E3? That E3 yeah, tries I think it to make a comeback next year, but do you think that they don't do? Now, remember the ESA said today that they are figuring out a way to deliver online uh, experiences. So who knows what that'll be. Um, But I think they're going to try something next year again. And, you know, there's still a lot of interest in E3 because if you saw, do you know who Jason Schreier is? He said today that he can say it now because yes, it was canceled, but Warner Brothers was going to have their first press conference ever at this year's E3, where they were going to announce, yeah. Yeah. So they were going to announce the new Batman game, they were going to announce Rockstar's new game, and they were going to announce that Harry Potter game that was leaked a couple years ago. That would have been fucking huge. Well, you know what? Yes, but now, now what do you think uh, they're prob- going to do? You probably, think they're going to just do their own little um, Nintendo Direct style thing? You know, who knows? Rock, Rockstar's been like, look, are we even making a game? We don't fucking know. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, have you guys played GTA V? Like, people GTA are like, hey, Rockstar, hey, have you, you guys make a game, yet? Right? Mm, yes, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. GTA V? Yep. You got so, shark cards? Hey, have I'm you seen sure the casino? That, you know, Warner Brothers. Well, was I saying Rockstar? Yeah, you're saying Rockstar. Sorry, I meant Rocksteady. I, I, I apologize. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? Thank the you. fucking same thing applies. Thank you, Josh, for not correcting me and making me look like a How fucking asshole. How many shark cards you got? Can you play GTA Five? <laughs> but uh, no, I. Sorry <laughs> for people listening. Uh, I meant Rocksteady. Um, was going to show off a new game, what you know, whatever it is. <laughs> uh-huh. Superman, but let's. Uh... Well, this is actually going to be pretty cool because I wonder now, since there's no E3 event, no date, do you think this stuff starts coming soon? Do you think these, um, uh, do you think these events uh, or these online presentations? I think they're still going to wait coming until sooner, a June time period June? because I feel like for a lot of people. You know, whether it's an industry or just fans in general, they're all they're all looking at the June time slot, and I I think that's when you know Ubisoft and Microsoft and Nintendo. I think that's still when they're gonna when they're gonna go. And for all we know, you know Microsoft, Nintendo, you know they've they've been shaking hands the past couple of years, so you know they might say, hey, we want to coordinate and launch you know release our information in the same week, you know? Yeah, maybe it, there's two factors here is one is that people might go not at the same time because they want all the information at that time to be about them. So they don't want to share the space with anyone. And two is for all these other games that are being made right now, you still got to give these developers time to be like, Hey, finish that demo you guys were doing. And so they can't just go, okay, since E3's done, we're going to have our event two months earlier. So get it done quicker. 
Um, so I think it'll probably still be around. And now it could be a week earlier, you know, a week later. I think it'll still be around the either late May, early June, late June time period. So do you think that um, the that some of these game journalists who go out in on the floor and play these games and talk about it? Do you think uh, I think it just all depends on to start being able to play. How do people feel about the virus? Is it is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Do people want to get on an airplane with a bunch of people to fly out somewhere? So, um, the point. Yeah. And and you know a lot of the game I industry is working people from home, on Twitter. So I wonder if every game industry people like uh, I guess and not influencers but from the media say that like they don't agree with this E three closing because that's their job, and so now they are out a lot of money because E three is not going on, and that they understand how bad the virus media is making the virus be, but they don't think it's that bad, and they think it's still it should still go on. I. I agree with them shutting E3 down for this because even if the virus isn't as bad as what the media is saying, I guess it's a better safe than sorry mentality. Yep. Yep. So what I'm going to say is this virus has just started. What came two weeks ago? Two weeks. And it's, 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 I mean, it's been here. It's been around, but it's, it started to be prevalent two weeks ago. Italy is already in a lockdown. I I can't fathom what's going to happen in the next week. The United States is not prepared for any of this. I mean, the only thing I'll say is I think Josh and I... It's going to get worse before it gets better. ...and focus on schooling because... (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, fuck you, man. I'm going to be working at a goddamn factory tomorrow. Awesome! (laughs) But... This has also led to yeah. basket to the NCAA it's, having a crowdless yeah. tournament, which not is to, mind-boggling. Not to talk NBA too much about sports, gonna play but it's going to be weird watching a basketball game. NHL, all you hear thing, is the squeaks from the sneakers game. and the ball bouncing down, and then all the swear words that the basketball yes. players are saying. Yes. <laughs> Love that. I'm so stoked for that. I'm so stoked for the FCC to shut down everything. But it's this is... um. This is a real fear. This is a real problem. Um, and if it doesn't get, if it, it's not going to get fixed, but if it doesn't get contained soon, we might, there might be a lot of yeah, problems with I, end of the year shipment of I just, consoles and games. Yeah. But the only reason it I is, say consoles is because a lot reading, of it's made overseas. It is getting better, China, not worse in China. Like that. So, so. Yeah, so I think because it's kind of just which starting to awesome, hit over which here, is what you people want. are, you know, obviously, I mean, not just there's been 31 deaths, but obviously not near as bad as it was in China. I think it will get that bad here. Um, but China, it seems like now they're they're over the hump. And, you know, so I think with the consoles being, Good. you know, released probably in November, uh, I think there's still plenty of time. Now, maybe shipments will be a little bit less than what they wanted. So it'll be a little bit more scarce. Um, but who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, with E3, I'm, mm-hmm. this is one of the most far out um, conferences that has been canceled so far. And it's still pretty much like 90 days out. And so when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, people in the game industry, professionals looking at 
looking at games, you know, uh, and getting their opinions on them and stuff. You know, with sports games, they're still holding sports games. They're not canceling them. So when you think about an NBA game or a NCAA game, there's still going to be several hundred people there. And so it, it could be definitely possible for, you know, IGN or, you know, GameSpot or, you know, Bombcast people to send like maybe two or three people to a gathering and be able to look at some demos. And, you know, it's, you know, E3, when it comes to the public, mm-hmm. could you know, is, is definitely canceled. But when it comes to a smaller gathering of um, of developers and publishers being able to show their wares, then, you know, that, that could still happen. Because on each, in, in, in sports, uh, fans aren't allowed there, but, like, um, the personnel, like, uh, I'm not sure. I can't think of a term for it, but like the most, the ones that matter the most are there, like the coaches, some staff, things like that. So they could probably do something similar like that. Like, Hey, here's a small cluster of people that are important. And it also said we that in, you, you know, for example, the NCAA basketball games, it said that family of players and, you know, up, up to a certain amount per player can still be in the stadium and watch their, you know, watch their, their kids play. And so, when it comes to E3, you know, I, I could definitely see yeah. the ESA holding a small little gathering or, or even other publishers, whether it's Microsoft or Nintendo or, you know, whoever stepping in and saying, hey, you can use the Microsoft Center to, you know, come in and conduct business, but, you know, we're not going to have it open to the public. And they could, they might also be able to send um, demos to these um, journalists and people in the media via, you know, emails and or whatever. I, I don't know if they would do that because I feel like, you know, stuff they uh, they they want to control it. Stuff leaks so easily these days. They want to control I mean, can it. Can you I guess, imagine like... a closed demo of the new Harry Potter game being mm-hmm. sent and it getting intercepted or someone? gets access to the computer that isn't supposed to, and they end up uploading it on the internet. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be real interesting. This, uh, this, year, is, yeah. this year is supposed to be shaping up I mean, one of the better. You know, E3 like has changed so much in the past 15 years. You know, um, I remember, you know, 15 years ago, e, yep. yeah, well, E3 was watching a G, G4 and watching it at even, G4. Yep. Then eventually, <laughs> I was thinking about G, that today. You know, G4, actually. when you know, G4 uh, ceased to exist as a gaming network, and then it was really just everything started streaming online. And now it's, I think, if E3 is going to continue to exist, they just need to evolve again. And I hope they do because I, I at some point in my life, if this thing is still around, I would love to go to one of these because I've always wanted to. It always looked so cool. All the like, just the, just the way it looked, like you would, you know, yeah. they would show you the like for G four, for instance, tack of the show and stuff like that. They'd go around the floor and they'd yep. show you all the cool standouts they had, yeah. all the cool displays, the models, um, and just the if all you think about it, stuff. It you know, like IGN really doesn't even do really that anymore because you know I remember when my more recent favorite memories is I think it was E3 2015 and they, you know, they showed, 
uh, Breath of the Wild gameplay and you know pretty you know in full for the first time. And IGN was there in force, and they had all this floor coverage. And I think that was pretty much the last year where they had all the floor coverage. And now it's just more smaller stuff. And I, well, IGN would have their they have a big booth now, so everyone everyone comes to them now and they interview people. They don't go to them anymore. Yeah, yeah. So like it'll it'll just be like Damon oh, Hatfield really? sitting there, and he'll people oh, are just coming, and he'll sit there and interview them, the and then they leave, and another developer comes in. So yeah, and you know, there's 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 a couple of companies that we still have not heard no. from yet. We haven't heard what oh, EA is okay. doing, and and I know that you know EA they they technically weren't part of E3, but they were well, always Bethesda. in the, during E3 you know week, and then yes Bethesda, and then also Nintendo. You know what. And I know Nintendo, they would always have their direct, so it's probably still going to be the same. But, I mean, I, who knows what Bethesda is going to do. Yeah. Well, I think a, another question is, probably is ESA much. going to exist after this year? Because they've said that half of their income comes from, from E3. So the ESA is the body that also runs the ESA. What exactly is the, the ESA? Um, I really understand. The ratings and, and also, yeah, all that stuff. Also, the ESA oh, they're well, lobbying the ratings. So basically, whenever it comes to laws that our politicians could enact, or laws that the ESA wants to try and get enacted, they will they will go to the ESA will go to their represent, representatives or senators or what have you and lobby on behalf of video games as a whole. Yeah. So basically, back in the day when, uh. Before there was okay. the ESRB, and all these people are getting pissed off at you know how violent those games are getting back then, the government basically said, "Listen, if you don't start regulating this, we're going to step in." So that's when the ESA formed and formed the ESRB. So if they go away and the ESRB is no more, that opens the door for the government to go. Well, we're going to start regulating games. Yeah. No. We don't fucking need that. Okay, we don't need the yeah. fucking government to regulate but, video games. You fucking me? They but try to blame the ESA fucking school shooting of video games for like last year. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they suck. So shit. they fucking. I mean, I'm out so... a shit ton of journalists' personal information. Well, do you think, do you think that if the ES the ESRA stopped existing, the ESRB wouldn't exist? Either? I mean, if or do you if think the ESA runs the ESRB and the ESA ceases so to exist, I would think that the ESRB would go away also. Yeah, that's kind of scary. That's kind of frightening. That's that's something I never even considered. That's something that I I hope that doesn't happen. My guess would be that game developers yeah. and companies would probably would so. try to yeah. step in and stop that from happening. Try to maybe prop up them in a way. I don't know how they would, but like if they okay. So so let, let me just think about this. If the ESA dies and it's done, there is no ESRB. Do you think that? Do you think uh, that no, on the industry I as think a whole to become unions a union? more about whenever people talk about union, it's more about well, let's get rid of crunch time or shit like that. So I think it, I think it would be more that like the games industry as a whole would trying to get together and create some other new form of the ESRB. Yeah, or as a more like you know, dire scenario. Imagine a, you know, imagine Naughty Dog wanting to make their next game and then sitting in office and trying to figure out 
what can we put into a game that won't get the government on our ass? I mean, that, th- yeah, that would suck. <laughs> God, fuck that game. And, you know, I... Fuck that I, game. I think I can say, I can awesome. say, say that, you know, the three of us Nothing. and so many other people around our age, you know, we've been playing violent video games for probably over 20 years at this point. And for me, and I'm sure I can speak for so many other people. Absolutely. When I play these games, this is this doesn't make me want to hurt people. It it makes me more uh, uh, empathetic, and it makes me go, I don't want no. to see someone get treated like like they do in these games. Like I don't want like in GTA, I don't want to see some poor guy <laughs> have some guy not. run up on him and shoot him in the head. That would be awful. And you know, exactly. And, and I, it, you know, just become a you know, giant and I fucking think, you know, unfortunately, there's people who for years they have some, you know, they have some men, some mental issues, which you know, they might not be able to see life clearly. They they might not understand the the you know life and death and how in the in the permanence of life. And if you take life away, that's it's it's that's it. You know, there's and. Also, people who unfortunately mm-hmm. don't give a shit about other people and somehow, you know, for some reason, get off on hurting other people. But that that has hap- that has been happening far before video games were ever invented. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just hope that this this entire thing works out for the better. Yeah. I think this is a good sign for the games industry right now. But, um, you guys got, um, do you guys, you guys have any, like, you guys, okay, so let me just ask, who do you think would be the first person company developer that is Uh, going to release what their E3 presentation is going to be? Oh, okay. I, who? I, like, no, uh, not when, but who? Who do you think so you mean, who do you think you think be the first? Because you know there's going to be someone that's going to release stuff before, ahead of time. Instead of, of June, or... Okay, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. I don't think it'll be Microsoft. I, I think Microsoft is going to stay in June. Who do you think that I think Nintendo yeah. will stay in June. I feel like, you know, I think Bethesda and EA are wild cards. Who knows when they're going to do their stuff. I think, And I think Ubisoft will also stay in June. Yeah, and maybe Warner Brothers might throw a curveball and go in May. Okay, but mm-hmm. and also you know, I've seen some stuff online about people that. saying that when it comes to games and even life in general, it seems like sometimes we just kind of go in circles. And some people think that we might be coming up onto another uh, video game um, uh, like uh, recession. You know, kind of like what happened in the mid '80s. No, that's don't listen to that kind of bullshit. We're not coming up from a recession. Gaming is more popular than it's ever been. Hell no. Oh my god. It, don't even like don't even like group don't even group video games and gaming into just consoles. There are people at my job that are like mm-hmm. 50, 60 years old that are playing games on their phone. Gaming is more popular than it's ever been. We might we might get a slowdown of some like games. If the ESA does kind of, you know, become a shit stain and go nose down for good, we might see a little bit of a drop yeah. off as people try to figure out how to make the ESRB for the future. We might see that. So but I don't what's think funny is that you know a lot of people attribute a, a in the '80s attribute the uh, 
the the license ET the extraterrestrial game on Atari twenty six hundred as the game that you know could have caused a crash. So hypothetically, if there was a video game crash today or in the near future, what game do you think would cause it? <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man! Uh, stop! Before, before we no, on, there was a say, uh, there was a documentary like a film about ETs that when they just buried in a fucking dump yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, they still dug him up out of the ground. So you're gonna so you want me to find a game that's gonna be buried somewhere? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking in the about ground. a game that might, you know that hasn't uh, even released yet. Hmm. What game that can we imagine a game that could end up? Causing the uh, video game industry to crash. Yeah, Fortnite too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> literally has to say Fortnite with a giant two in order. Okay. Um. Oh fuck. It would have to be something Rockstar did that was so fucking off the chain that they literally had to stop making video games. That would be the only thing I could imagine. Like Rockstar literally just showing a bunch of little girls getting rammed by people. Okay. That probably might bring it down. Child rape. Child rape. There you go. A game with child rape might actually bring it down. But I don't know because that's such... which landfill game is going to bring down the game industry? Any last oh, no. thoughts on the uh, destruction you know, of the environment Josh, of I, I think, you know. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, I... Holy fuck! Okay, I, I'm sorry to go back in the in the in the bass on the sports thing. They're suspending the NBA season. He has it, and Rudy Gobert wow has confirmed coronavirus. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm sorry to bring that up randomly, but I just got a notification. Weird as shit. The world is weird. Yes, yeah, so video on games ESPN are great. Says, Stay inside, play video games. Don't go outside. Due outside to unforeseen circumstances, I think everyone knows what it was. <laughs> Yep, that's well. They're currently I, um, they're quarantined. Oh my god! I mean, this you is know, just nuts. just to end off on well, you know, E3 should... and stuff. <laughs> wow, I think I don't know. You, you know the saying of all good things come to an end eventually, and I think that's true with E3. Eventually, E3 won't exist, and that's it's it's the same thing with so many you know things in in the past when it comes to video games. I mean. Yeah, I love G four, and eventually that came to an end. And I love, I love the Tackler show, and eventually that came to an end. And yeah, but I think you know something will pop up out of this place, and God, that was such because it's not like if E three goes away, all these publishers are gonna go. Well, I guess we're just not gonna show our games off anymore. Like, yeah, if it's individual conferences or presentations take its place, I'm all right with that. And then uh, one more, just going back to HBO, uh, Neil Druckmann said just a little while ago that Gustavo Santaola, uh, who did the music for Last of Us, is also going to do the music for the HBO show. So, yeah. Awesome. That gives me more hope. Though. That thing's yeah. really dope. I'm so excited. All right. Yep. All right, boys, yep. I think we should end it there. Stay, stay, str- stay strong, so, stay safe. Talk next week, huh? Yep. All right, bye. Bye.